Praise the Lord. Thank you for giving to the Lord. There's a, uh, there's a scripture for that, or rather a, a song, Thank You for Giving to the Lord. It's probably written close to 25 years ago. It was very popular. And it talks about a Sunday school teacher. Uh, given to the Lord, and, and uh, this person is blessed because of it. And so I just want to encourage you, um, it doesn't matter who you smile at, just smile. I mean, it is so important that we recognize the fact that God cares, knows our needs, and He wants us to bless people. He wants us to bless people, and, and sometimes that's not easy. It's a sacrifice of praise when we do it. Has God blessed you? Has God blessed you? Praise God. I have to be careful. Sometimes I get so zealous that it aggravates people. And I don't want to aggravate you. I want to love on you. Amen? Amen? We want to love on each other. We don't want to get upset. Conclusion. Now, I don't think you've ever heard a message entitled Conclusion, because that's what pastors always say when they're not really going to shut up. They're just giving you an idea that there may be an end coming. I won't do that to you. This is the beginning of the conclusion. The week, the Holy Week. The Holy Week is, is a, a, a very interesting time. During its last week of the ministry. What do you do for the last week of ministry? Conclusion is, is that there's a final point coming. There's a process. It, there's an ending. There's a final. There's a closure. There's a termination. There is a wind-up conclusion. That's what the Holy Week is all about. We're beginning the conclusion. And it's interesting to see how that all the things come together how that everything comes together, and it is an awesome, awesome time. The triumphant entry, you look up the scriptures, you won't ever find the word triumphal entry. You say, yeah, it's in my Bible. Yeah, it's, it's a topic, it's a heading, and it's not really in the text of the scripture. But what does it mean? It means those palm branches are laid down. It's symbolic of the victory. It's symbolic of triumph. It's symbolic of peace. And it's also symbolic of eternal life. That's our day. We are celebrating the entrance of Jesus. We're celebrating the fact that he is saying, I am the Messiah. What an awesome experience that is. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethage, on the Mount of Olives, I'm reading in, in Matthew chapter 21. For you that's on your phones, I'll take you a minute to click it on through there. For you that have a Bible... It's page 1447. Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, Go out into the villages ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey there and her colt by her. Untie her. Okay. Now I know. You've got you to source it up. 
There it is. Source it up. Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you. At once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, tell him that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Spoken through the prophet which says, Say to the daughters of Zion, See, the king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went. He wants to see. Are you on the right computer? Okay. Praise God. The disciples went. They really did. They went. And did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt, placed them on the colts, placed their cloaks, which is clothing, outer garments, on them, and Jesus sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, again, a jacket, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna. Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Yesterday when you came, did you come in the attitude of blessing to those who come in the name of the Lord? Blessing those who would come onto the grounds. Here we have this declaration, Hosanna in the highest. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The city. It was an unbelievable experience that took place here. The crowd answered, This is Jesus the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Jesus entered the temple area and drove out all who were buying and selling. There he overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. It is written, he said to them, My house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a house, uh, making it a den of robbers. The blind and the lame came to him at the temple, and he healed them. What did he do? Healed them. Say it again. What did he do? Healed them. The blind and the lame came to the temple, and he healed them. Okay? The verse before that, he's kicking out the money changers, those who were doing stuff evil, and the presence of God shows up through the Son of Jesus, and he prays for people, and they're healed. But when the chief priests and the teachers of the law saw the wonderful things he did, and the children shouting in the temple, Hosanna to the Son of David, they were indignant. They, in other words, they was extremely upset. Do you hear what these children are saying? They asked him. Yes, replied Jesus. Have you never read? From the lips of children and infants you have ordained praise. And he left them and went out of the city to Bethany. When was the last time you heard the word Uber or Lyft? That's the modern day taxi program, right? 
Okay. Well, I'm functioning here. There we go. I wanted to put up Uber. The disciples went down and they got an Uber driver to come get Jesus. And I thought, nah, Uber's brand new. Everybody here knows what a parking lot is. So he sends the disciples down to a parking lot to get an Uber driver. No, to, to get the colt. And they untie it. I mean, the thievery was just as appropriate back then as it is today. Okay? So you might not have been able to lock down the donkey, but you sure could keep an eye on it. And when somebody starts untying it, you've got questions. Well, what, 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 what do you have need of? Well, the man has need of it. The Son of God has need of it. And we already know that God's already prepared your heart in advance to let this thing go. So we're not going to fuss with you. We're just needing it. He's needing it. And it goes on. The palm branches, we've talked about that. I want to go to the parade. I want to go to the parade. The parade is absolutely a fun time. In America, we, we, we could do parades. I mean, we get the fire trucks out. We get the tractors out in the farm countries, in the city. You know, I mean, we, we can do a parade. How many of you have never been to a parade? See, you've all been to a parade. This was the first parade of all parades. It was Jesus coming in. And let me tell you something. There's always somebody that wants to rain on your parade. And who was it? It was religious people. Religious leaders, teachers, were, were, were raining on the parade of Jesus coming into town. So don't be overcome with criticism. You see, the message of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit is so important that we keep it flowing. And I am a traditionalist, but to my downfall, the world is not traditionalist. And so I have to give up my tradition of being a traditionalist in order to touch somebody with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus came in. And the leaders were horrified. They were indignant. In one of them it says, tell these disciples to be quiet. And Jesus says, no, if they're be quiet, the rocks will cry out and give me praise. And so I don't want to be just an innocent bystander. I want to praise my Jesus. I want to praise my Jesus. And, and how do they do it? They did it with, with shouts of joy. Powerful praise. Just how powerful is praise? Okay. Say the word parasite with me. Parasite. How many of you know that word parasite doesn't mean very good? What is it when a person is a parasite? 
Say what? They bug you? Yeah, that's good. That's good. A parasite, a person that's a parasite takes something from someone else and does not do anything to earn it. He takes something from someone else and doesn't do anything to earn it, nor does he deserve it. A parasite is a bloodsucker. A parasite, I know that's a tick. And uh, someone said that's a pol- politic, and that's two two bloodsuckers. So I, you know, I just. But to be a parasite, who was a parasite in this story? The parasite was the religious people. They they were involved in their tradition. Jesus was saying, "Come out of your tradition." They were upset, and they said, "Shut these children up! Shut these children up! Shut these disciples up! Shut these teenagers up!" They can't be singing hallelujah. They can't be praising Jesus. They can't be doing... That does, That goes against what we've been taught. And they wasn't willing to allow the Holy Spirit to change them in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye. The power of praise. They praised Him all the way. They praised Him all the way in. How did those Jews march by the hundreds, by the thousands, into the gas chambers, knowing that they were going to die, knowing that they were singing hymns as they walked into their very own death? How could that be? It's the power of praise. The power of praise is beyond comprehension. Just what does this mean? It means the power of prayer. In the response to the criticism leveled against him, verbal praise rose up. Powerful, vocal, strong. That's the great secret of Easter. You see... Perfected praise will produce, perfected praise will produce mighty strength. You know it as you raise children. That whenever they say, Mom, can I put the Civil War out? And they do one place setting perfect, what do you do? Oh, so that, you, you learn. You don't put them down. You lift them up. You praise them, saying, "That's awesome." And, and 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 when it's not just quite right, you say, "You know, that, that's good." But it'd be better if you could do it just a little bit this way. The power of praise brings. As I as I was out here on the hillside yesterday, talking with a teacher at a charter school, I said, "Well, you know." What's what's the charter school mean? I mean, I know. Are you trying to push towards college or what's? And she says our theme is leadership, and she practiced it before me. One of her children was not behaved properly. She hollered his name and said, "Be a leader, not a follower." 
And that's what that school keeps driving into these kids. Be a leader, not a follower. In other words, if you follow the crowd, you're going to end up in this graveyard over here. But if you'll be a leader, you can have a business. You can be successful. You can go to work. You can live, and, and God can help you to be a leader. Now, you can't do that in public school. But you see, if you push all the principles of God's word without mentioning his name, God will honor those principles. And that charter school teacher taught me a lesson out here. That you are a leader. You don't have to be a follower. And you can be a leader. You say, well, pastor, I've not been to leadership school. I've not got a college education. Quit telling God I don't and tell God I'm available. So let's just say it together. God, I'm available. One, two, three. God, I'm available. At the very moment, Jesus is being rejected by the leaders, the young people. The young people. I want to sound a hallelujah over here. Can we say from the young people? One, two, three. Hallelujah. One, two, three. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. They were shouting. The young people were shouting hallelujah. Why were they shouting hallelujah? Because these young people were captivated by the full measure of who Jesus is. He's the Messiah. He's the Savior. He's coming. Yes, He's not going to change the government like lots of folks thought. He's going to come and change lives. He's going to turn things upside down. As He flipped the tables over the money changers, those people were parasites. They were stealing. And so you see the parasite thing comes up several times in this story. You mean they was exchanging coins? They were exchanging uh, sacrificial animals and they were cheating those who were coming to buy from them and they was doing it in the temple. Capturing this revelation of the cause and the power of praise causes loud, powerful praises. When you capture the revelation of what's happening on Palm Sunday, the Savior, who wouldn't declare it, until the conclusion. Someone's coming to the piano, instruments, worship team, whoever wants to come. Conclusion. I don't know about you, but I had a ball yesterday. And I'm having a ball today because this is the challenge we all have. I can be a leader. I don't have to be a follower. God can raise me up. God can make me a better person. You say, Pastor, I'm pretty good already. I say, I know you are. But you're not perfect till you make heaven. There's always room for improvement. Everyone said? I put my name atop the list <laughs> on room for improvement. And I've been challenged this past week. I spent three days being challenged to be a better leader. And I come here on a Saturday and put this whole thing on. And a lady out here tells me about leadership that superseded anything I'd learned three days before. <laughs> God is an awesome God. Will you stand to your feet? I have anointing oil here. And... That's to pray for people that wants prayer. Some of you might want to just come and pray and say, Oh God, I just made a statement that I'm available. 
how do you want me? What do you want? And don't be overcome by asking what you want. Just walk your life. Walk your life. Do Go to work tomorrow. Go to school tomorrow. I know I had to say that dirty word, school. But your teacher needs to, for you to go to school and be respectful. That was a great time for grandparents and parents to say amen. I said our young people need to go to school and realize that they can be respectful for the teachers. And everyone said? Because you see, if we don't respect our elders, then we violate God's principles and laws. We have to respect our elders. Doesn't matter who we are, we have to respect them. And I've this past week, I'm I was standing where you're at. The worship team was cranked up the music, and I couldn't get out of my seat because there was a critical spirit deep inside of me. And I stood to my feet and I raised my hand and said, "God, I am not going to allow criticism in my spirit." to do anything in my life that destroys the ability to worship. I'm going to give you praise. I'm going to give you praise. I'm going to give you praise. God, forgive me for being critical. And God miraculously touched me during that praise service time and throughout that entire message. I have never in my entire life sensed the anointing of God that strong for that long of a period of time The preacher preached forever. You see, it's 12 o'clock noon. I try to honor that, folks. But sometimes God just moves. And I'm willing to let him move. 